If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Blog Talk Radio. Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. presents Evolve, featuring your host, Robin White Turtle Lisney. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Evolve, nurturing the new in consciousness, the arts, and culture, with your host, Robin White Turtle Lisney. Evolve brings you people and ideas on the cutting edge of change, opening the shells of the past to move our culture into the now. The arts and evolving consciousness are how we are bringing that change to the culture at large. Evolve brings you the wise, the foolish, and the heart-based to help us meet the challenges of the times we are in. Your host in helping you evolve is Robin White Turtle Disney who received her Master's in Fine Arts from Mills College in Creative Writing in 2012 and her Ph.D. in Energy Medicine in 2013. She is an author of three books, the most recent being Heart Path, Learning to Love Yourself and Listening to Your Guides. She has published poetry in many literary journals and numerous anthologies, and her poem First Step was selected for reading by survivors at the Virginia Tech Memorial Bench dedication in April 2010. In addition to her writing, Robin is also an artist whose work has been shown widely throughout the Midwest and East Coast. Robin White Turtle Lisney is a psychic medium and energy medicine practitioner through East West Bookstore in Mountain View, California, through her office in Santa Cruz, California, and across the country by phone. Robin travels across the country as a speaker and leading workshops. To find out more about Robin, you can visit her website at www.thecenterforthesoul.com. So take a breath, relax, and let yourself evolve with your host, Robin White Turtle Disney.
Um, this is Robin White Turtle Disney, and today I have a guest, uh, Michelle Bradshaw Conti, who is a, a yoga teacher and also has developed a process called Life Guides, and she also does tarot and many other things. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I feel nice and relaxed after that music. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good, good. Well, I'm very excited to have you today because you have so many wonderful things that you do, but I wanted to have our audience get to know you a little bit about um, how you got to sit here with me and and how this whole process has evolved. So obviously you can tell that uh, Michelle's from England, uh, for those of us, those of you listening, and uh, tell me how you got to the United States. Quite a journey. You know, I feel like I'm here because life wanted me here. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily a plan and a conscious choice to be in California sitting here today. I, my parents emigrated over here in 1959 when they first got married, uh-huh. and they continued to have business here. So we were coming backwards and forwards consistently from a very early age. So I got to know this area and, and loved the area, but never really thought that this would be my home. Uh-huh. Then in 1991, my parents decided to come back over here when I was in Australia. And I loved Australia. And I wanted to live in Australia, but I couldn't get in. They had a point system, and I didn't qualify through the point system that they had. So I was disappointed in not being able to get in. And my parents said, why don't you come here on the way back? Check it out and see do you like it and do you want to stay here? So I came on the way back from Australia, and, and they were living in Tiburon, which is one of the most beautiful places in the world. And, you know, I did fall in love with mm-hmm. San Francisco. So mm-hmm. I came back here, went back to school, went back to the University of San Francisco, completed my degree in psychology. And then, you know, I feel like the Bay Area is such a spiritual vortex, such a center for people who are on a spiritual path and interested in metaphysics, which I didn't know at that time Uh in my past, but Uh I didn't know at that time that that was my direction. Uh As I, you know, moved down my path and was on my journey, I did discover that this is indeed the right place for me. Uh Now I feel like I found my place, Uh and I'm very definitely living in my place now. Mm-hmm. And my heart's mm-hmm. here, my spirit's here. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy. Yeah. Life's doing its thing with me. <laughs> bringing me to this particular spot. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a beautiful area, and it is an epicenter, I think, uh, for not just earthquakes, but for so many other things. <laughs> and, uh, Different types of earthquakes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> in consciousness. Yes, yes. Yes, and it's also such an epicenter for the arts on the West Coast. I mean, there's so many wonderful, I mean, L.A. is certainly too, but we have so much going on in the arts here that it's, it's very exciting for me to be here too. And and, um, and the metaphysics, metaphysical part is why I also came out here. So I understand uh, that draw, you know, and that important um, pull that you that you get. So so you went to school in psychology and so tell me now about um 
how your work evolved because, you know, I know that you've done a, a whole lot of things and you've been in, involved in a lot of different healing modalities for a long time. Yes, yes. So I graduated with my degree in psychology and I was in love with education at that time and I really wanted to continue um, because going to the University of San Francisco, which is a Jesuit university, I was required to take certain courses in religion and theology and ethics, which I'd never really been exposed to before. And I was awakened spiritually through that process. Mm. And I got very interested in all of that information. Who are we? What are we made of? What is this spirit that is us? Um, and so I was interested in pursuing that. And I looked at my options to get a PhD, and mm -hmm. I went to ITP, the Institute of Transpersonal Psychology, but I couldn't quite feel the right fit mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't pursue my PhD, but what did feel like a good fit for me at the time was hypnotherapy. Mm. And the reason that I was interested in hypnotherapy was because it talks about the subconscious and the importance of aligning with our motivations that come from a subconscious level. So I did an intense one-month-long 30-day training in hypnotherapy, mm -hmm. which required us for about, we, we would go in for 10 hours a day, and three or four of those hours we were actually in altered states of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And that cracked me open mm -hmm. in my sixth chakra, mm -hmm. in the third eye, and I just my perceptions really enhanced. I saw colors more vividly. Mm. I was more attuned. And coincidentally or synchronistically, at the same time, I took a tarot class. Um, just because I'd always been interested in tarot and I had a curiosity about it. Mm -hmm. And what happened was, as soon as I started to look at the cards, they spoke to me mm -hmm. and I could read. Mm. And I was so confident and clear mm -hmm. about that information that as soon as I finished the class, which was just a simple four-week, five-week class to get introduced to the symbols, I started working pretty much straight away. Mm -hmm. and, and my relationship with the Tarot has always been that simple, that mm -hmm. very clear, very direct, very certain about the information that was being communicated to me. And I feel like, you know, I was really awakening information and gifts that were already there mm -hmm. and I just was lining up mm -hmm. with you know who I was authentically and then after that um, I got a job because I need I needed for my visa requirements to to work mm -hmm. and so I was reading and I was doing um, I worked for Jenny Craig and I was supporting people with weight loss. Mm. So that was my first area of speciality. Mm -hmm. I worked with hypnotherapy, Jenny Craig's information, and my intuitive information as a weight loss counselor. And then that progressed into really supporting people with, you know, everything that happens with us in relationship to our diet and our food. And that introduced me into, you know, people's emotional reality and struggles with self-esteem and self-love and it just the path then got a life of its own mm -hmm. and all they had to do was follow it and mm -hmm. say yes and be really present with who was showing up and what was showing up mm -hmm. and what I found in that process was you know in readings as you know 
you're confronted all the time with questions that you don't really have any earthly right to know the answer to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in pushing into exploring the information that's coming in and trusting it and following that whole process, you get exposed to a lot of different channels of yeah. information. Well, uh, the, the cards... Um, like other instruments like runes or any other kinds of instrument of of the subconscious really is a window or a gateway into the subconscious and also into, I think, other worlds that give us an opportunity uh, to perceive things beyond our human, our, our everyday human consciousness. And um, it, it actually opens when you set the intention and you're sitting in a sacred space you know, you are opening those portals, and and it, it's it's a marvelous experience for the reader or for the person. Like when I do readings too, I, I feel that that it's a marvelous experience for me. I feel so grateful because you are sitting, kind of witnessing the mystery all the time in your work, and you get to see it firsthand every single day. It's just so exciting to and me. It's a great practice know, to show up consistently every day inside that space with yes. just pure presence and open-hearted connection with spirit to spirit yes. with another person and allowing that experience to go where it needs to go. Right. It's very um, instructional. I think it's better than a university course, but you know, it, it, it is an experience that once you do it on a consistent basis, it opens, well, for me, it opened different aspects of myself that right. I don't know how they could have opened. Otherwise, mm-hmm. maybe other life experiences could have brought mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. brought me to that, or brought them to me. Right. Um, but that was the that was the path that I walked was really consistently showing up inside that energy field that then brought me into yoga training. And when I was doing my yoga training, you know. I was getting a lot of confirmation Mm -hmm. from the information that I was gathering through doing readings with people that had been studied and understood 2,000 years before that was really consistent with the information that I was receiving. So I thought, oh, I could have just read the yoga book, but really I couldn't Mm -hmm. because the way that the experience that I had in going through that process of gathering the information, the way that I did... Is, is just an invaluable experience, priceless. Well, yeah, I don't you think that the yoga, like dance, has to be transmitted from student to teacher, I mean, or Absolutely. teacher to student. You know, you, you, can't, you can't really experience yoga, even from videos and things sometimes. But, you know, video, well, now we have videos, which is a great opportunity to get information. But I think when you have a teacher coming back and whacking your head or something, you know, there's nothing well, quite like that. The yoga training that I did, I went to Sivananda. Ah. Um, and the reason I chose Sivananda training is because you get taught by Swami. Uh-huh. And it's the purest yoga because it's the original yoga that came from the East to the West. Uh-huh. And I knew that I really needed that level right. of spiritual integrity. But they teach in what they call the Guacula system. Mm-hmm. And the Guacula system is where you are assigned to your teacher. Mm-hmm. You live with your teacher. You eat with your teacher. Mm-hmm. You drink with your teacher. You practice with your teacher. You're meditating with your teacher. And so the program is completely immersive. Mm-hmm. And you're saturated 
in that energy. There are other people as well doing that same mm -hmm. training, but they, you know, you have a different diet because you eat what they tell you to eat. You have a different routine. You sleep when they tell you to sleep. You get up with them. You meditate and you wow. breathe and you, you know. So, so that was truly a transformative experience. And did you do? Was that in San Francisco? It wasn't in San Francisco. I took myself to the Bahamas because I thought that would be a great idea to go and sit on Paradise Island on the beach and do yoga. What could be nicer? But it was not an opportunity to sit on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I was completely surprised at the rigorous nature of that program. It was probably the hardest thing that I've ever done, mm. and I would highly recommend it to anybody, but I wouldn't recommend it to everybody <laughs> uh -huh. because, you know, it, it really truly does demand everything of you, and mm -hmm. all of your vulnerabilities will be exposed mm. through that process. Mm -hmm. You know, every aspect of the ego will be bumped up against mm -hmm. in that whole process. And I can honestly say that I was not comfortable in the training because there was a lot of things that went against what I like to do. I like to do what I like to do when I like to do it. And I just felt like being told what to do, when to do it. And that whole thing was very, very difficult. It, I believe very necessary for me to meet that part of myself. Right. Have a new relationship. Right. Actually expand and let go of those edges of the ego that really don't want to let go. Right, they don't to, right. They don't want to release, but I'm so glad that I did it. I'm so glad that I, you know, kept going right the way through to the end and felt that sense of accomplishment mm -hmm. in actually completing that whole cycle and also the wisdom and the brilliance that came through in the process. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. often the things that you don't want to do and you don't enjoy doing and you don't like it, they yeah. really are beneficial to, you know, meet yourself in ways that you might not choose to otherwise. Well, I, I think that most spiritual practices, um, a lot of spiritual trainings, actually are designed to do that you know i know sundance is the same way i mean you're you're in a group and it's hot and sweaty and you're you know you're dancing from sun up to sundown and you're fasting and there's all these rules and 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 that's the last thing people expect when they go into a native american you know event but there's a lot of rules in sundance or in any kind of uh, dancing that I've been involved in in the Native tradition. And there's also a lot of um, discipline that's required uh, from people. So I know I know what you're talking about. The re and ret any retreat setting where you're going to be in yoga or meditation, you know, they have the same kind of parameters. You know, this is when we're meditating. This is when we eat. You, you know, you have to follow the schedule. Where are you? Yes, <laughs> Revelations. So, how has that, um, how's that kind of pointed you in the direction of what you're doing today? I mean, because talk a little bit about what you know, what you're offering. What do you offer people? And also, 
your work now is is pretty uh, varied and exciting. So. Well, I feel a strong sense of mission and a strong sense of purpose, and I feel that everything that I've experienced professionally and personally has shown me the um, the nature of fear and how fear affects people and limits people and affects me and limits me. And I really feel motivated and driven to support myself and others to liberate from the limitations of fear-based consciousness and to transform that into love-based consciousness so we can realize our full capacity and realize our full potential and do what it is that we're here to do, taking off that conditioning and those patterns and that karma and those Mm -hmm. coats of constriction and limitation that feels so uncomfortable and limit us in our light and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, prevent us from really being ourselves and and doing what it is that we're here to do. So I feel that I'm I'm driven to to share the tools and the technologies that I have found on my personal journey and that I've found that work professionally Mm -hmm. with other people also in, you know, going through that process of, of liberation. The yogis believe that when we reincarnate, we bring our karma through the root of our chakra. Not karma in a sense of, you know, a list of wrongs that we've committed in our history and, and we're here to be punished for that. Mm-hmm. But karma in the sense of what have we not yet truly understood about ourselves, about our nature, about our innocence, mm-hmm. about our capacity, and and where are we not fully balanced yet? Mm-hmm. And th- those seeds of karma then create in our reality experiences that invite us into an awareness of what those misperceptions and illusions are in consciousness mm-hmm. and what those trapped emotions are so that we can make choices to mm-hmm. liberate from that and come to know ourselves in our essential nature mm-hmm. for who we truly, truly are. So all of the work that I've done with clients, and I think that really I started in earnest on my spiritual path when I arrived here. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's an accident because this is the place that's very receptive and very open to these kinds of conversations. Right. So I don't know that... There's everywhere in the world that people are really motivated or inspired or interested in these types of conversations. Right. I'm glad that we are. I am too. Everybody who's listening is inspired by that sort of communication because I feel like it's the future. It's the future. It's the future of medicine. It's the future of health. It's the future of being healthy, happy human beings. Exactly. We know our true wealth. Right. Not just wealth in terms of financial prosperity, but energetic, emotional light and happiness. Right, right. What else is what else is there to do? I don't know. That's why I have this radio show because yeah. I love uh, love to talk about this stuff. So we're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back with Michelle Bradshaw Conti, and this is the radio show Evolve on Blog Talk Radio.
radio show that's about consciousness and the arts. I'm your host, Robin White Turtle Lisney, and uh, we have today Michelle Bradshaw Conti, who's here talking uh, about yoga and consciousness and about some of the things she's doing in her work. Um, I wanted to share with the audience that um, I'm doing some programs that are coming up uh, this Saturday from 4 to 6 in Santa Cruz, California. Uh, I have a program called Return to the Beloved with uh, Armando Alcaraz, and he plays a marvelous guitar with original music, and I'm going to be sharing the heart path process that I do with people, and uh, we're going to together create a moment of setting our intentions for the new year. So that's this Saturday, January 18th, uh, from 4 to 6, and it's at the Yoga One studio. You can go to my website and find out, find out more details, thecenterforthesoul.com. I also do monthly meditations. Uh, next Thursday night I'll be doing a meditation and channeling on Summit Road, uh, and you can again go to my website, thecenterforthesoul.com and there are many other events coming up so you can just take a look at some of the classes and workshops I have going so we're back with Michelle Bradshaw Conti and we've just been talking about yoga and the path of yoga and how it's impacted you and I I know that you studied um, you know with uh, swamis and people that were from India and that were able to translate yoga to you in in uh, the Bahamas, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you also studied with someone else. Can you tell us about Dina Amsterdam? Because yeah. I'm interested in her methods. And... Yeah. Dina was um, a client of mine for many years, and she was, you know, consistently sort of sharing with me that she was a yoga teacher and that maybe I should come to a yoga class and try her style and I might like it. And so after a few years of her inviting me, I finally went to one of her classes. And she teaches a style of yoga called yin yoga. She's since then gone on to create her own style of yoga called inner yoga and she's just completed a teacher training course. So Mm -hmm. that message is infiltrating out into the universe, which I am very grateful for. But at the time, she was teaching a style called yin yoga. And yin yoga is a long, passive hold that is a more contemplative practice because it accesses into the connective tissue that connects into the pranic channels, the meridians, the chakras. Mm -hmm. Um, So it works with the subtle energy body, Mm -hmm. and it allows us to establish a relationship with our emotional energy and she relates to the emotions as energy in motion and raises our awareness to be able to actually feel mm-hmm. an emotion as a physical sensation mm-hmm. in the body and there's an invitation to reside in an edge of discomfort mm-hmm. so that we can habituate to the idea that Discomfort is not necessarily something to be escaped from. Mm-hmm. It's something to show up with. Right, and kind of ride the edge of it a little bit. Be in relationship mm-hmm. with that discomfort so right. that we can understand that we can navigate through that and mm-hmm. we can understand that we really are strong. We really mm-hmm. can endure and it allows us to establish greater confidence in our capacity mm-hmm. as, you know, strong spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went into a three-year internship that was completely voluntary. We just did an exchange, and I feel 
very privileged that I was in relationship with her at that time, and we had a very open, fluid exchange of information, and mm -hmm. I saw how her style really worked well with my method that I was creating separately from that, that was teaching people how to um, basically master their mind and master their emotions mm -hmm. and to connect deeply into their essence and know that we do have a subtle energy body. It is part of our physical reality. Right. And when we are in relationship with that, we enhance our power and our capacity as spiritual beings to make positive choices, you know, right. what to do with our emotions, what to do with our thinking, mm -hmm. and, and how to not be at the effect of it, mm -hmm. but to get in the driver's seat of, of our physical being and our physical reality and our lives so that we can actually create a life by design. Mm -hmm. And that's all part of the program that I teach. So the yoga, to me, is really the pinnacle of the tools that I've created mm -hmm. um, because the yoga includes a physical body. And yes. It gives us access into that part of who we are in relationship to our consciousness mm -hmm. and in relationship to our emotions. Mm -hmm. So it's a truly, truly holistic perspective, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. the perspective that makes sense to me, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. we are all of those things. Right. We are all of those things. Well, don't you think that yoga as a process, I mean, it's thousands of years old, mm -hmm. that yoga over time has developed a very intimate relationship with the subtle energies. And because it does work with the chakras, the, the, you know, the seven energy centers in the body, that it gives you the opportunity to expand your consciousness as you're working different yoga positions or would you... Absolutely. Uh, All that's yoga a, absolutely right. brings that benefit and brings right. that possibility. The way that I work with the yoga kind of amplifies that. Yeah, so talk about your life yeah. guides a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I work with the chakra system. So so my I'm in alignment with the yogi's idea that we bring our karma through our chakras. Right. And there's energy that's stored in our not actually necessarily stored in our chakras. It's more like the chakra is an antenna that picks up the frequency of a particular emotional vibration. Right. Matter. It can have a physical matter, a physical storage mm -hmm. of energy, and it may not. Mm -hmm. But it's related to consciousness, and it's related right. to emotion. Right. So whenever we go through trauma, there's a couple of things that happen automatically. One thing is we stop breathing fully. We stop breathing fully. We stop feeling fully. It can be used as a tool of survival sometimes a necessary tool of survival, but it has a consequence. Mm -hmm. It teaches a pattern of not really feeling our feelings. Right. And I feel that the highest truth of healing emotions is all feelings fully felt and integrated can transform into love, into joy, and into happiness. So when we establish a relationship with our subtle energy body and mm -hmm. we're feeling our emotion mm -hmm. as energy in motion through the body, Mm -hmm. then we have an opportunity to integrate it, to include it as a community of the self and mm -hmm. dissipate the knots, the karmic knots or the trapped emotional energy. Mm -hmm. And also another thing that happens when we get exposed to trauma is the mind comes in to do what the mind does 
and it creates a perception or a misperception mm-hmm. about the reality of that situation and the subconscious believes that to be true mm-hmm. so continues to create a, a way of being right about that perception right. and re-ingrains that pattern into the subconscious so with my yoga what I do is we go into through the subtle energy body into the chakras mm-hmm. and each chakra is predictable in terms of the type of emotional vibration that it will hold and the type of consciousness mm-hmm. that it will hold so for example the first chakra is related to the emotional uh, vibration of agitation irritation annoyance it's related to the liver meridian it's related to the consciousness of not feeling safe, not feeling secure. So when we're in a particular shape, that we gain access into that meridian through tugging on the connective tissue. We also gain access into an opportunity to rebalance and align the emotional vibration and the consciousness connected to that emotional vibration. So I work with visualization, affirmation, Mm -hmm. and... um, frequency and correcting the frequency of insecurity or instability by connecting to its opposite positive experience and feeling of stability and security. So it just amps up Mm -hmm. what is present in Mm -hmm. other yoga practices. Yes, you do get that energetic um, opportunity, but when Mm -hmm. you bring conscious awareness into that whole process, it really amplifies and accelerates the possibility for healing and establishing a strong relationship with your own energy, subtle energy body. Because my, one of my goals and one of my intentions is to really support people in understanding how to do these practices on their own, mm-hmm. you know, to get a template of information and experience mm-hmm. so that then later they can integrate that into their system and they can use it anytime independently of me or anybody else doing anything for them it's Mm -hmm. educating uh, maybe it's just about reconnecting lines of communication that that can get pushed out through trauma numbed out Mm -hmm. and you know empowering people to really truly understand that Mm -hmm. they're, they're powerful spiritual beings and they're really capable of a lot of things that we may not be doing right now right a lot of power um, so I, I just want to reconnect that whole communication, so well, strong communication. It also sounds like you're giving people tools that they can use for their lifetime, which is something that I feel very strongly about in my work too, that that I think uh, um, that if you're giving people tools, like with the heart path process, I, I, it, it, there are tools that people can use over and over again to go into themselves, to get an understanding of their inner life, mm-hmm. And to help to heal the things that are a part of their um, history, the traumas or the injuries or the wounds, whether they're this life or another life, we're back in a body and we have to deal with them in this physical form. So it sounds like Life Guides, the process that you've developed with the yoga has actually helps people give give them more, um, I don't want to use the word control, it gives them more um, autonomy Mm -hmm. over their own uh, development, really, and allows them to come into a new state of consciousness of 
them being the masters of their own ship instead of having life bump them around. And so exactly. that's fantastic. Yeah, that's, yeah. And that's, that's the yoga aspect. You know, I don't want people to think that the only way that they can benefit from using these tools is that they, they need to get into a yoga practice, although I would encourage people mm-hmm. to do that because I think it's just a, a healthy choice uh-huh. you know, to make that choice. But if, you know, if, if someone's not that motivated or not that right. interested to do a yoga practice, I've also developed tools that work with um, MP3s and, you know, they, and CDs, and they can listen to a meditation or be guided through a journey uh-huh. through the chakra system that does the same thing right. with, without the actual yoga practice. And that that's your Life Guides program, yeah. the whole total package. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. So then the guided imagery works with the yoga positions or, yeah. uh-huh? Yeah, so there's certain positions that gain access into each of the chakras. Uh-huh. Each of the chakras, you know, we're not all the same. And right. We haven't gone through all the same experiences, but there are certain archetypal everyman experiences that right. we go through and, and certain things that are predictable. Right. That we do know if there's an injury to self-esteem, let's say, and there's there's an associated experience of anxiety. Mm-hmm. It usually accompanies that. It's associated with the third chakra healing and rebalancing. And I feel that we each have a path that we walk karmically mm-hmm. that is in relationship to the chakras. Mm-hmm. So there's a for us to really expand and heal and align a certain chakra. And, and I've got to the point where I can actually see when someone's walking, how mm-hmm. they're walking, how they're standing, how they're holding themselves, where their energy is not yet fully integrated into their system oh. and how they would benefit by using some simple tools to rebalance and align and heal mm-hmm. that certain chakra. It's very common mm-hmm. here. You know, I, I found this a long time ago that here in the U.S. it feels like it's a third chakra path, mm-hmm. that the, the injury of self-esteem and self-love is, is pretty... Um, pervasive mm-hmm. it's pretty pervasive here so mm-hmm. um that those tools and those practices really make a difference mm-hmm. in that expansion that opening that rebalancing and you know if if people could imagine be like and what they would function and how they would function differently if they absolutely knew without doubt that they were worthy of love. Right. And they were worthy of self-love. And right. how would that change their choices? How would that change their everyday reality? Right. And there really isn't any need for people to be sitting in states of anxiety or mm-hmm. self-loathing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't feel that the traditional medical path of prescribing the medication is working in alignment with the subtle energy body. Well, of course it doesn't because yeah. you you medicate something and it throws your whole system off. And the, the way that Western medicine and a lot of the medications work is it throws you into out of balance so that and then you have to take something else to throw you back in balance. And with and there's really not an understanding of the subtle bodies, right. which is unfortunate because that is really where the changes can occur for the patient as well as for um, 
uh, the doctor is on a subtle level. You know, uh-huh. to me, subtle energy medicine is just such a uh, such the wave of the future because it, it it works before the injury gets embedded, and even after it's been embedded in the system, it can it can also work to unravel it and and really do soul level healing because that's really what we're talking about is a soul level healing that um when you love yourself you are you are um shifting your consciousness from the old tapes that you've had into the new self and um this is something I think that everybody needs. So I think everyone really, can benefit from yeah. it, you know, and also with medication and this is and self medication included, you right. know, things that we use to turn down the volume and and lower the intensity mm-hmm. of um communication that's coming from the body. The body's trying to tell you something. Right. It's it's giving you signals of discomfort not to make you suffer. Right. To invite you to have a heightened awareness and a different relationship with what that communication is, what that right. signal is. And medication turns down the volume to the point right. that we're numb and then that communication is just completely closed down. Right. Whereas if we had one of the things that I would really love to share is, is a shift in attitude um, from the idea of discomfort. If we had a new uh, perception that discomfort is a gift and it is an opportunity for us to go move towards that experience yeah. emotionally and physically yeah. to, and mentally, mm-hmm. to be present with it, to listen mm-hmm. to what it has to say, right. um, because that communication is really a pathway into you realizing your highest potential, right. coming back to your own in a place of peace yes. and equanimity and balance. And one of the, the principles um, in the program is, you know, all feelings fully felt and integrated transform into love, joy, and happiness. And if we know that our communications are here to meet a disturbance with awareness, with breath, with compassion, that disturbance will transform into its equal and opposite positive. So fear transmutes into wisdom, agitation transmutes into compassion, um, grief transmutes into joy mm-hmm. when we stay present with these energies. And mm-hmm. through the tools that I've created and through the yoga practice, it actually guides you in that process mm-hmm. of how to do that. And we all know that we should love ourselves. We're all told we should love you, love yourself, love yourself. And then, but we're not really shown how to actually do that. Right. How do we actually love ourselves? And right. the presence practice that I've created that I use as part of the yoga program and also as a separate tool really elevates the idea of loving yourself mm-hmm. into an actual act, mm-hmm. into a practice that's very, very simple it's just rooted in connecting into that feeling of love yes. and bathing the cells and right. bathing the whole body inside that frequency and that vibration. And if each time we were stressed or anxious or afraid, we made that choice, right. we could totally transform Absolutely. our internal reality right. and our external reality 
would transform to reflect that also. Right. And I feel really strongly, I know I'm going on a bit, but I feel really no. I would love for us to have been taught these techniques in school. Yeah. Because they're not that complicated. Right. It's simple. It's not necessarily easy if you've, you've got things to work with. Yeah. Um, but the techniques themselves are very, very simple. Yeah. And if we were taught how to master the mind, how to master the emotions, when we were in school, we would have a completely different experience of life. Well, we'd have a different world entirely. So. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? So now I feel yeah. like because I didn't, wasn't able to do that in school, yeah. we're in the school of life, so let's right. do it here. Yeah. Now, at any age. Right. Why not? Why not? <laughs> so I'm very excited, and I want to talk more about this. And we're going to take a little break. This is Robin White Turtle Lisney. I'm here with Michelle Bradshaw Conti. And this is Evolve. Robin White Turtle Lisney, and we're back uh, on the show Evolve, and my guest today is Michelle Bradshaw Conti, and we're talking about consciousness through yoga and through how we tra- how we actually transform our negative emotions into positive ones. I think one thing that energy medicine's bringing in is everything is energy, mm-hmm. and our emotions, whether they're negative or positive, is energy, or our energies. And that gives us an opportunity to grasp and take hold of what it is we're needing to get a handle on so that we can actually move into a new state of awareness and harmony. And so I wanted to go back a little bit about what you were saying about transmuting emotions because I think that's a really important piece that a lot of people don't really understand that when you're transforming you have to confront some things about yourself that's a kind of basic but then you can also you can change it you can Mm -hmm. make it different so you want to talk a little bit about that well I do but I I want to start by talking about how that pattern gets set up in the first place the the resistance to actually 
feeling our feelings. Um, in childhood, let's say we get exposed to a trauma and we experience that emotion in response to that trauma as overwhelming mm -hmm. or chaotic or uncomfortable and we, we're not in charge or we don't have any participation in what's happening with our system. It makes sense that we would decide to turn the volume down mm -hmm. so that we could actually survive through the experience itself. So I'm very understanding and empathetic of that foundation that's put in place through our experience to not want to be emotionally overwhelmed right. and not want to feel the intensity of our own energy. Mm -hmm. And um, I encourage people to challenge that within themselves, their own choice and their own decision, and to explore for themselves what would be different mm -hmm. if they did have a different attitude in mm -hmm. relationship to their own energetic system. Mm -hmm. What is it like if instead of when we get our heart broken for whatever reason, we lose a lover or we lose a family member, to not push into the story of why we feel so bad about the experience, but to start in the first place of, I feel pain in my chest, mm -hmm. so how do I stay present with that feeling? How do I stay present and actually witness this whole experience in my body? What's happening? How can I become curious? Like a curious investigator into my own system and really understand what's trying to happen in my system. I think that when people understand that being with that curiosity and also with the intensity, because sometimes when we're going through a traumatic experience, the intensity can be really hard and really mm -hmm. difficult. And that's when we usually reach out to somebody else to try to help us. And we all go through that, all of us. I mean, I know I go through it. I know you go through it. And yet when we are able to sit and, and kind of just even touch against it, like sometimes in imagery that I'm use, I use with people, they'll feel a stone wall in mm -hmm. front of them from whatever trauma or whatever difficulty. And if they just put their hands on the wall, Sometimes that's all that's required, to just be with that presence, be present with your own feelings, mm. and that actually does the healing, doesn't it? It can be enough. It, it can, can be, be enough, enough just to be present. You know, right. with the development of my work, I've discovered that the awareness of the physical sensation and the choice to be present with the intensity of that, without mm -hmm. listening to the mind that tells you you've got to get away and you can't stand it and mm -hmm. you don't like to feel bad and you don't mm -hmm. want to feel this feeling, overcoming the, the internal conversation that the mind seduces you into that tells you that you can't or you shouldn't right. or you don't want to feel bad, to, to resist those instructions that come from the wounded aspect of consciousness and stay present with experiencing it and feeling it and then making a choice to bring more breath to actually deepen the connection to it yes. to enhance the feeling mm -hmm. allows you to digest that energy that's stored and all an emotion and a feeling wants mm -hmm. is to be felt mm -hmm. it's all it wants mm -hmm. and when we turn and decide to actually do that to be 
as loving as we can be with ourselves mm -hmm. to feel that energy with a tone of kindness and friendliness towards ourselves mm -hmm. with an energetic vibration of love and compassion mm -hmm. the energy magically starts to dissipate isn't it amazing when that happens beautiful yeah beautiful thing it's amazing and it, it, I often you know I'll have people that'll come in and say oh they'll see their inner child or experience their inner child and they go oh she's just such a brat or he's such a brat or whatever and they have all this judgment <laughs> on top of their negative emotions <laughs> and the poor kid's going but I'm not a brat I'm just like I'm just sad or I don't I just have want you this. to feel me I just want you to <laughs> feel that I'm here you know like so so working with people to help them transform these attitudes about themselves, you have to kind of tease apart what they automatically do, right. which is a lot of people, and, you know, I do this myself, you judge the emotion mm. before you even have it, before mm -hmm. you even have a chance to feel it. Mm. So it sounds like part of what happens in your program is you, you encourage people to feel, to be with that feeling suspend all judgment and let your observer kind of hold this this part of yourself that's feeling so that's, sad or yeah, hurt or wounded. That's why I feel like the breath is such a great tool. It is. Because yeah. the mind has a harder job in seducing you off into story when you're breathing. Mm. Interestingly enough, when you're focused on the breathing and you're mm. focused on feeling the sensation, you're turning down the volume. Mm -hmm. on the wounded consciousness that gives mm -hmm. you all the story of why you can't do that or why you shouldn't do that. So the breath has that magical capacity. And, you know, the, the foundation of the yin yoga, as I mentioned earlier, is a, a template in which we can get comfortable with discomfort. Mm -hmm. So once we've established that in the yoga practice and we transform that into our reality. Let's say we're driving and someone does something we don't like. <laughs> Instead of reacting to that mm -hmm. energy of discomfort, if we stay present with it and we experience it in our own system and transmute it before anything comes out of the mouth, <laughs> the road is a much happier place. <laughs> and so as well, there's no war all of a sudden, you know, because people are in charge. Right, it's right. the adults. I mean, I can't swear at people. No, no, I don't recommend it. I don't recommend it. Well, I think it's a very important uh, thought that, you know, if you're just present with the emotion that's mm -hmm. coming up, and I know for myself I have big emotions, you know, like a lot of people do around certain things, and it's like, Rrr. so it's important, I think, to really stay present with them. And recognize there are emotions. They're not anybody else's. Mm -hmm. That that also helps. And then, you know, hang out with them a little bit. And, you know, honor that sacred communication. They're telling you something. Mm -hmm. Now, most consistently people will feel their frustration or their upset in the same place consistently, no matter what the trigger of the upset was. Mm -hmm. They'll feel it in their place of vulnerability, their mm -hmm. place where there's an karmic lump or an energetic knot or an emotional backup mm -hmm. of matter that hasn't been digested. So what are some of the major emotional things that people reject in your work? Like, um, I know that I would, like, there are, are major emotional triggers that people don't want to feel, like inadequacy or 
Do, do you have it's insecure? Well, each of the chakras, you know, can reflect mm -hmm. what those emotions are. The emotions that anger and agitation. We don't really want to be present with that. We want to mm -hmm. escape it. Feeling disconnected, which mm -hmm. is the emotion of the second chakra, fear. Mm -hmm. We don't yeah. really want to mm -hmm. be present with that. Right. Feeling unworthy. Mm -hmm. Third chakra. We don't want to feel that. Feeling not loved mm -hmm. and not lovable. The, the backed up emotion of the fourth chakra. Um, feeling like we are not truthful mm -hmm. or we're false. We don't want to feel that, which is the emotion of the fifth chakra. Feeling that we don't know that we're confused. The sixth chakra. Mm -hmm. Feeling that we're disconnected from a higher power or a higher sense of ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the backed up energy mm -hmm. of the seventh chakra. And also, as I mentioned, that there's an equal and opposite positive emotion to each of the negative emotions. There's an equal and opposite positive consciousness to each of the negative inner dialogue mm -hmm. self-talk that we have. So mm -hmm. the first chakra negative self-talk is I'm not safe. It's not safe. I'm, I'm insecure. I don't feel stable. Transmutes into I'm safe. I'm mm -hmm. stable. I'm supported. Mm -hmm. You know, the second chakra, I'm alone and I'm disconnected, transmutes into you're always connected. You're mm -hmm. always connected to your highest power, the highest power of the universe, to those that you're in relationship with. The third chakra, I'm not worthy, mm -hmm. transmutes into you're perfectly loved and lovable, just as you are. The fourth chakra, I'm not loved. I don't know love. You are now free to fully give and receive love. I'm not, I'm not heard. I can't speak. I can't tell the truth. I can't say what I need to say. You are now free to compassionately express your authentic truth. Mm -hmm. I'm confused. I don't know. You have certainty. I'm disconnected. You are connected to mm. your higher power. So it, it's it's not so cookie cutter. Right. But there are categories right. that, that the inner dialogue will fall into and the emotions will fall into mm -hmm. that actually allow us to create a system mm -hmm. that supports us in really coming back to a place of balance and to a place of peace. And I actually feel like that's why we're in a body. Mm -hmm. You know, we're here to do this work and to go on this journey. And I don't want people to think like, oh, God, another job to do and how awful i got to do this work because it can actually be, it can actually yeah. be pleasurable mm -hmm. to go through the process, even the process when you meet an intensity of emotion that you weren't able to integrate before. Right. feels great yes. to actually have finally met that consciousness and met that emotion and brought it in mm -hmm. to the community of yourself and the and the place of your influence mm -hmm. there's nothing more empowering than that mm -hmm. it's better than any any other game in town yeah well i think that's a really important message is there is there another message that you want the listeners to uh understand but i i think that's one of them is that it, it certainly feels great when you move through it, I mean, meeting the emotion is one thing, but moving through it and actually having it dissolve, you feel so much lighter and more joyful. Is there another message you Yeah, want? the most important message that I want people to um, connect to, and I really want to share with others, is how incredible they are. We mm -hmm. are powerful, powerful spiritual beings, and 
getting in right relationship with our subtle energy body allows us to realize our potential of who we are and how we can express that mm -hmm. in the world and um, and to just be ourselves mm -hmm. in our purity of our essence without all of the conditioning and without all of the negative patterns and mm -hmm. and doing the work can be fun. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. So, Michelle, how do people get in touch with you if they want to know more? Do you have a website? Yeah, I have a website. I'd love people to come visit me on my website. It's www.lifeguidestp with an STP on the end, and it's not for toilet paper, which some people say transformational programs, lifeguidestransformationalprograms.com. Um, I also work out of Avalon. Um, visions in Capitola, which is expanding, mm. which is exciting. There's a space next door that's opening up, and um, it's opening up to energy healers mm -hmm. um, to share their work mm -hmm. right in the center of Capitola Village, which wow. I'm very excited so about. Exciting. And I will be sharing more of my um, yoga. I'm putting a detox and weight loss yoga workshop on um, probably out of Pacific Wellness Center in mm -hmm. Santa Cruz, but I'm not sure, but it will be posted on my website so uh -huh. people can find out. Great. And, you know, the, the tools that I've been talking about are available online. You uh -huh. know, I can do private sessions, but also people can get toolkits mm -hmm. that contain everything that's necessary to go through this journey that I've been describing through the chakra system. I've got videos online and I've got MP3s that wow. are available that do this whole process. And I'm very excited about the toolkits that I've put together because it really does, um, it is the best substitute for having me in a one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. session, which may not be available to everyone, although I do work on the phone so I can work with anybody anywhere, um, but I feel like the toolkits really provide everything that's necessary mm -hmm. to go through the journey. I've, I've spent 20 years in gathering this information and pulled it all together last year, which was very exciting, in creating these toolkits so mm -hmm. that everyone can work with this program wherever they are, mm -hmm. in whatever way feels accessible to them and feels workable. Isn't that so then, great? Yeah. That's so great. I know. That's technology. Yeah. One of the really big advantages of technology, yeah. as well as the radio show. Right. There you go. <laughs> we love technology now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's www.lifeguidestp.com. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. Well, it's been yeah. so wonderful having you on that my show. I know it's gone by it's a whole hour. I We've it. been sitting here for over an hour now. So uh, anyway, I'd love to have you back at some point because I know to. there's there's so much more we can talk mm -hmm. about. And being in similar work, it gives us an opportunity to help people really love themselves mm. and 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 help. That will itself transform our planet if people begin to do that work. It's really so important. So thank you, Michelle Bradshaw-Conti, for being for with me. me. And I loved it. Yeah. I'd good. love to come back. Okay. Talk to everybody. Great. 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 And this is Robin White Turtle Disney, and you've been listening to Evolve, the show that focuses on consciousness through the arts, through medicine, through all the different avenues that we can
understand consciousness. So thank you for listening. And uh, we'll be here next, next month at the same time. And look forward to talking to you then.